let them talk, dog. It'll phase me. It might not be right if they don't hate me. Hustle hard, stack paper. It's alright, y'all haters. It's nothing. We major. You see me, high hater, high hater, high hater. You see me, high hater, high hater. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to A Shout Into The Void with your girl, Drea. And this is your girl, Unique. All right, y'all. So we got a lot of stuff to get into tonight. Um, Basically, (laughs) the world is walling. (laughs) Girl, a whole lot of people is like, there's a lot going on out here. Uh, from people going to jail, uh, people as getting a black card revoked out here. Like, girl, what is going on out here? <laughs> it's more than just cars declining this week. <laughs> <laughs> Real it shit is crazy, though. crazy, crazy, crazy. Have you seen Wendy? Um, her um, the uh, intro that where the the thing that she did with TMZ the other day. I did, and my heart just went out to Auntie Wendy. Okay, it's like so it was like Wendy. I just love her, and I, I feel so bad for Wendy. Yeah, I just feel like she has just like on top of COVID, like sis has had it rough. Like I don't know. Girl. I I felt so bad hearing about her condition, which everyone kind of already knew about her condition, but then right. to actually see her like showing it and to see how transparent she was about it I was just like I was just like thanks but I am here for the fact that she is doing her own podcast which I think is going to be excellent because Wendy is the queen of all shade the girl got palm trees for days in her backyard you know it but here's my thing about the, the podcast right like I don't have a problem with it because Wendy is my auntie okay just to let you know that is my baby I will always have Wendy's back. I'm always going to support no matter what she does. But I think that right now, I, I think that she's she needs to focus on her health. You know what I mean? Like focus on her mental health, focus on her physical health. Because what I saw in the interview was not the Wendy we know. You see what I'm saying? Like even though we understand, you know, that there's some things going on, but to me, it just did not look like her. Like it didn't seem like her. She was uh, kind of spacey, just kind of saying things, and and kinda, you had to reel back and and kind of go back into the conversation. And then it looked like she was reading cue cards for a second, okay? And um, it's like she was losing her space or a place on those cue cards. So I, I don't know. I'm not saying you know that this is happening, but it almost seems like there's some dementia or something going on. And, and I really think that she doesn't have anything to prove anymore. You know, Drea, like, not Drea. <laughs> Cut that part out. Wendy has always, uh, or Wendy has literally proven to us already that she is the queen of gossip. She is always going to be that queen. Nobody will ever take her place, no matter what, no matter who comes in the future or nothing. Nobody will ever be another. There will never be another Wendy Williams, you know? But she's already done her work. She's already done everything. She started on radio. She went into her own show. She went into movies and all kinds of other ventures. 
what else does she need to do? It's, I think it's time for her to retire. You know, I get the podcast, but podcasts are work. You know, it's not like it's you just turn on a microphone and start talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Podcasts is, is really work. And so does she necessarily have to do the podcast? I, I don't know if that's really necessary for her, you know? But if this if she wants to do it, I'm for it. I'm all for it. Like all for it. I mean, like, I look at it as she already comes from a world of podcasts is where she began her career. So she knows what it is to run a podcast, to do a podcast, to be successful at a podcast to the point where the girl has turned into literally, like you said, the queen of just gossip television and radio and all of that. So for me, I feel like maybe doing podcasts could be therapeutic for her to where she doesn't have to worry about the huge production that she would need to put on like as if she had to have her show like yeah. she did prior where she had a live audience and things like that like hell she could sit in her bed and talk her trash and give it to her people and let them edit it and throw it up <laughs> you know That's what i mean yeah. and she's the queen of you know instagram she can get herself on there throw some cute little selfies up there make some cute little whatevers but i feel like it would be therapeutic for her to get back into it because i do feel like people just kind of rushed Wendy out. Like the moment she got sick, like once her husband had did what he did to her and then he came out with the baby with the new girl and then she got sick and then her mental health kind of went down the drain. I just feel like everyone just wrote Wendy off instead of like taking the time to really be there for her because Wendy, I feel like did not have a good support system. I mean, hell, she was running around with Ray J and random people from all over the world. And it was just like, sit sit down like you said but i do feel like her doing her podcast could maybe give her a sense of belonging again and maybe it could be therapeutic for her and maybe just maybe we'll get a glimpse of wendy back but i think it would be better than her going back into live production because her body can't handle it obviously yeah, and she even said she does not want to do television at all. So I can, you know, if she's going to do it, you know, I'm going to be all for it. I'm going to support whatever Wendy does, you know. But I just feel, you know, as her her daughter that y'all don't know that she's my mom, you know what I mean? Like, I just, <laughs> I just feel like I should be speaking up for her, you know. Or And, and I, I feel like, you know, Wendy, you don't, you don't have to prove anything to us. But yes, baby, I get that. Like, if this is something that is therapeutic for you, if this is something that um, will help you along, then baby, let's do it. You know, let's let's do it. We, we I'm all for it. What we doing? Right, right. Well, I, well, all I can say is Godspeed, well wishes, and Wendy, welcome to the podcast community, or should we say? Welcome back. You welcome, but right, welcome back to the podcast community because she, she we are here for it. Yeah, and she definitely paved the way. You know what I mean for ev everybody out here. Everything that we're doing, all the conversation that we have. Uh, she's never been afraid to speak up and say stuff. She's always had that shot. Well, I want to know what she got to say about Stacey Dash. Girl, <laughs> a lot. Because you know she would tear Stacey Dash up right now, cutting up on College Hill. Girl. They I did the whole, girl, They, you know how they be doing like the black card thing where it'd be like, you know how it'd be like, all right, you'd be like, all right, so Drea, like, finish my sentence. Um, You know, 
when the light turns on, you better, when the street lights turn on, you better what? And she like sitting there and everyone's like, get in the house. Or it's like, turn that, you know, close that door. You letting my blank out. And she couldn't say like, you let my good air out. So they was clowning her for it. And then she got mad too, girl, because they was dancing. And I guess she didn't have no rhythm and she couldn't get it. So the girl was like telling her like, you know, you should have studied and you should have like, you know, taken the time to actually learn to dance. And she's like, well, you're being disrespectful. And she's like, well, you're being disrespectful to me because you didn't even take the time to learn to dance, but you're not dancing ass. But I just find it so interesting. Like how, how is Stacey Dash like actually black? She is. She's partially black. I think, um, I can't remember. What is she like black and white? I know she's black and white for sure. I just don't know who is who and how or why. But she doesn't, she tries not to um, identify as black for some reason. I'm not really 100% sure why that is. But um, I think her father is like super light skinned and her mom is like white for sure. Um, yeah, Do you like think that that makes a difference? Like, if it's like the mom or the oh, dad, like no, if it's like the mom is black, do you think that the kid grows up more black, or if the mom is white, the kid grows up more white? For the most part, it depends on who you're raised with and how that parent is too. I think. Um, oh, she's black and Mexican, and she's yeah, I was going to say her mom is Mexican. Her mom is Linda Lopez. So, and she from the Bronx. She from the hood. From the yeah, what but part of the Bronx is she from? So Stacy Stacy Dash has many times over the years denounced being black. Like she's and she's only worth a hundred thousand. I didn't even know sis. She only worth a hundred thousand. No, she ain't got no money. Really? <laughs> <laughs> she ain't oh. got no money. Yeah, Stacy has a, a pretty tumultuous life too. Um, there's a lot going on with her. I think there was a lot of depression um, that she experienced uh, just from being a young actress. Um, and just, you know, just dealing with life as it is. Um, but I'm not surprised that Stacy got her, her black card taken. She should have had that taken a long time ago because baby girl always denounced and acting like she's black. She acts like that's not even a thing. She <laughs> acts like Candace Owens. Yeah, that's a, she reminds me of, she's a, a lighter version of Candace, of Candace Owens. Candace Owens, yeah. And that I'll never understand. This kid. girl, Candace looked like a black girl. At least Stacy can get away with it. She might look Spanish or something. Candace looked like a black girl. It ain't you. You're not getting away with that. You are just your phenotype. Oh yeah, absolutely. That is a black woman. There's no no. That's like Clarence um Thomas, sir. You are black. You're black, sir. I don't know what he is. But I don't know what he thinks. Girl, did you hear about um McDonald's? Uh, changing up their their menu. It's not that I really eat there, but um, their menu is changing up. They are literally doing what Burger King did just not that long ago, which was take all the artificial um, all the artificial ingredients out of it. Um, like so, their eggs and their sausage in the morning, uh, the chicken nuggets and all that stuff. And it's funny because I saw a video on YouTube a few couple years ago, right? And in the video, the person had bought um, like a cheeseburger from McDonald's, okay? They bought like a cheeseburger and it was something else they bought. And they put it away for like five years. <laughs> okay, I'm dead serious. What? Got, for like, five years? Five years. It's on YouTube. So, um, but anyway. Oh, it's like the hot dog experiment. Yeah, so they put it in there and they had they had it like 
air sealed or something like that. When they went back to it, there was no mold on that cheeseburger whatsoever. That's what like what they be doing with them hot dogs, girl. They be putting them in a, that was a science project we did, and I thought that was so, that's when we started learning about preservatives in the food. Uh-huh. So oh, I believe it. So they're getting rid of their artificial preservatives, so I can imagine what their food is going to look like now and how often, you know, if it's really What's really it going to taste bad. like? What's it going to taste like <laughs> and what's it going to really look like? Um, because Burger King claimed to have done that too. And to be honest with you, I had a Whopper the other day and nothing changed. <laughs> I was going to say that to you. I was going to be like, well, sis, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I did hit the Burger King drive through yeah, not too long I ago. Mean, and the fries the burgers was, was fire. Okay. <laughs> there was no was impossible it. meat available. There was no, none of that shit. It didn't taste like rubber. It, it, it tasted like a regular Whopper and then some fries. So, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I do think when they're, I think they're lying a little bit. They're just saying stuff to try to, you know, allegedly to say, to get people to to purchase it. And, you know, the healthier minded people, the ones who want to eat right, quote unquote, you know, you can barely sell a salad at one of these places, but they right, can I say stuff say like. Their sales are probably down. They are. It surprise me. Yeah. And then, you know, it's, it's more difficult to sell stuff like salad at places like that, because if you want a salad, there's a million places you can go for a salad, but they literally, um, they, you know, they, they're trying to make it appear like the food is much more healthy, but Burger King then flipped the script, honey. And they was like, bump all that healthy ish. We going to go ahead and give y'all some wings. <laughs> right. Girl. And McDonald's tried the wings, um, Couple years. Wait, ago. so they're gonna have like wings, like like wings, wings, like wings, like wings. That just sound nasty. Like this is not Popeye. Yeah, this ain't cool. Like, come on now, stick with what you do, okay? Now they saying that Taco Bell does breakfast. I ain't been there for breakfast yet. People been talking about it's breakfast there or whatever. I, I ain't been there for some fire um breakfast burritos. Yeah, I can see them doing that, but at the same time, it's like stick with what you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you make burgers, make burgers. If you make chicken, make chicken. When we go Well, they can't Popeyes, even do that half right, though, so... When we go in Popeye's, though, we're not buying a burger. Are they going to start making burgers? Are they going to start making pizza? Like, what? That's true. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I need y'all to stop cross, you know, cross doing this shit and just do what y'all do. Do what y'all do best. Like, it's okay. You ain't got to do chicken. You can leave that to KFC. You know what I'm saying? You can leave that to Jack in a Box or whoever. We ain't got to have that. Um, you know, if you make burgers, we're going to eat your burgers over there. You know what I'm saying? And if I go to the pizza place, I, I don't want, you know, a gourmet meal. I want pizza. You see what I'm saying? So, like, when you start having too much, too many things on the menu. It, it starts it, to get a little nasty and a little yeah, weird. Like, why are yeah. you making all this rent? I did not. It's like if you go to, like, a pizza joint and they make Chinese, I don't want to eat from there. I don't want that. I don't even want nothing there. You know what I mean? Because now I feel like everything is going to be microwave. It's going to be quick. It's going to be right out there and it's not going to have no taste to it. It's just the aesthetic, the eyes, you know, the aesthetics of it. You got pizza and Chinese and everything else all in the same place. I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> Unless I'm at a buffet, you know? That's something. Right. That- right. If it's that type of place. But at least right. that stuff is like, even if it's pre-made, it's still not just like on some, nah. Mm-mm. Right. 
Like, I can't see them making wings. Like, when did they, they can barely get their burgers out on time. So <laughs> y'all got wings too? Like, oh no. That means y'all will have to install certain things. You know what I'm saying? And and have, uh, you know, like a separate fryer for the wings. Now you got to sauce them and all this other stuff. I mean, how long is that going to take? And are the wings going to be fresh? No. You know what I mean? Because what type of wings no. do I want that been sitting there all day? I, I don't want them. I don't want those wings. So. <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. For some reason, I'm just feeling like I'm getting the whole. Hey, I'm not um, going to hold you. I had. I went to the Smoothie King. I don't know if you guys have a Smoothie King, but I had never been to one before, and I'm not going to hold you. That was probably one of the best burgers and fries I ever had. <laughs> like, it was hitting. Like, it was, like, the perfect hood burger. Like, it had the mayonnaise, the cheese, the lettuce, the onion, the pickles. Everything. The mustard was on there. Like, yeah, like, it was just good. I don't like mayonnaise on my burgers at all. Girl, I'm I'm greedy. I'm like a human garbage disposal. But you know that. I'm like literally a garbage yeah. disposal. And you don't gain no weight. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I do now. Now that I'm in my 30s, I done got a little something. So. Little something. Little something. A little, little half a leg. <laughs> Girl. So, yo, what do you think about the whole... Did you see that thing about Subway? Where the guy like... Apparently oh. shot them since we talking about mayonnaise. The right. guy shot them over some mayonnaise Speaking off the subway sandwich or something like that. Did you see that? Girl, I did see that. And I'm like, okay, listen, you know, you can say um, you know, that people have mental disorders and people there's, you know, there's mental conditions and stuff like that. But I hate to put that on people with mental conditions. You see what I'm saying? What I'd rather say is people have untreated illness or untreated right. conditions Correct. going on. Correct. Because, Correct. yeah, because some, you know, mental illness is not causing people to do this. It is literally untreated, not going to a physician, not speaking to a doctor, not getting the proper meds or the proper whatever, um, you know, the proper therapy or whatever. That's got people making stupid, dumb, irrational decisions like that. And they're hiding behind it, though. That's the thing. They're hiding behind. It's like, like you said, it's one thing to have a mental illness, but it's another thing to be conscious. Like, I can't stand for someone to be like, well, I have a mental illness, so blah, blah, blah. Well, no. Okay. Right. So. What you're saying is that you are aware that you that have, you a, have mental a mental illness health. and exactly. you're using that as a crutch and as a weapon to do things to people. No. Exactly. That's not how that works. No, you should be held liable because you're fully cognitive and aware that you have a mental illness and you are not getting treatment, which therefore is putting the public safety at risk. Okay. And I'm just saying like, yeah, I agree with that. When I hear people say like, oh, I got a mental illness. So like, please, no. If you know you have a mental illness, it is your responsibility at this point to do something about that. Not, you know, it's not to shame or anything. It's literally, if you can look me in my face and after you done cuss me out or whoop my ass or whatever the case may be, and then tell me, well, I got a mental illness. That's just like somebody being a drunk, okay? Being an alcoholic and they're abusive to their family. And then they go, you know, they come home drunk, pissy drunk, beat up everybody and then go to sleep. And then the next day they wake up and say, well, I'm an alcoholic. Y'all just need to just 
know that I'm an alcoholic. No, that's bro. You, I'm gonna need you to go get some help. Okay, if you know, stay away or something. Figure yeah, out. like if you can Hello. recognize and you can tell me about it, then sir or ma'am, I'm gonna need you to go fix that problem because this situation that happened the other day where this person was killed over mayonnaise, like I don't even like mayonnaise. You know what I'm saying? But if they put mayonnaise on my sandwich, I'm not gonna shoot you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like you're gonna end somebody's life over some I'm mayonnaise. Not your life over mayonnaise. You know what I'm saying? But like, people are ending people's lives over less. You know what I mean? Like, and that's the crazy thing. Like, people are literally dealing with severe mental illness and it's going unchecked, it's going untreated. And then other people have to deal with the ramifications of that. And that's not, you know, like, that's not cool. And I feel like it's not to say that having a mental illness or having, because I feel like almost everybody has some sort of mental illness. Right. And it's not to shame anybody, but it's like, you if you're aware of what's wrong with you, you need to go get help. And if you're not getting help and you're putting other people in jeopardy and danger and harm's way, then you should be charged because what, the, what are you doing? Go get some help. Go do what you need to do to become a better citizen for the community. That's what I'm saying. Like, and you just cannot just say that this is, you can't just sit around and say that this is okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've got a mental illness. Something's wrong with me. So right. just please forgive me for this. And we just moving on. Like you didn't just kill somebody in the subway over mayonnaise. Like, period. Like period. Th their family doesn't give a crap that you have a mental illness. You know what I'm saying? They literally are not with their family. They literally have to bury their loved one over right, mayonnaise. Right, like, sir, you could have scraped that mayonnaise right off the sandwich. Scrape it off. You could have got, like, threw it away. I would have threw it away. I probably would have threw it away, or I would have gave it back to them and had them make me another one. Like, what? So did, like, the worker deny them, like, a new yeah. sandwich or something? Is that what allegedly, happened? They were just, like... So allegedly it became, like, an argument. It was, like, you know, the situation happened. I didn't want the mayonnaise, this, this, this. The, you know, he came out to try to to try to adjust the situation. It was like two of the workers in Subway. And the one that got killed was the one that came out to try to, like, ad address the situation and try to calm it down. And the person was still going off and shot him. Like, are you kidding me right now? I can't believe you would just go there over, you know, this. And, and the crazy part is, clearly you knew that there was some kind of issue before that. You know what I'm saying? If you're able to acknowledge that you have. Well, it's kind of like when the kids was getting beat up for somebody stepping on their sneakers. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's literally the same concept. Like, getting beat up for something super stupid. And it's, it's just ridiculous now at this point. Really freaking ridiculous. Well, I hope when they um arrested him, they read him as Miranda Rights, considering the <laughs> legislation just passed that... The police do not have to read you their Miranda rights. Like, there's kind of spin it like, oh, well, they should read them to you. But if they don't, you can't sue them anymore because you used to sue. Right. Now they like, nah, but that targets more black and brown people when they do. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I read from that. It's funny how that came out right at, well, actually, it's been out for a little bit, but it's been quiet. Um, because the Roe versus Wade situation was really taking precedence. Everybody's been talking about that. Everybody's been no, but that's the norm, though. They they when they yeah. take away a right like that, they try to cover it up with something, up with something else. else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
because the, exactly the Miranda rights affects everybody, right? Whereas the Roe versus Wade just mostly, well, it does just affect the women. So yeah, right. And, and the and it actually had the Roe versus Wade. There was like a lot of uh, controversy between men and women, between women and women, between all different, you know, different religions and everything else. There's all different kinds of um, of ideas, you know, about this. There's all different different types of, you know opinions about that situation um and that's been just kind of taken everybody by storm but little do people know like you can actually get stopped by the cops and they can just lock your ass up and they don't have to tell you you have the right to remain silent anything you say can and use you know against you in the court of law i think this is only the beginning of all the things that they're going to try to take from the american people all of the I mean, rights they that take, i mean you got to be serious though if they take these, which they have, and no one's saying anything about it, and no one's raising hell about it, they're just going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and seeing what they can get away with. Because let's be serious. This is just how slavery began. They pushed and pushed and pushed until they got what they wanted. And they just, they all they, basically, they can't do these things to us if we don't want them to. Right. People only do what we allow them to do. Girl, they're not it's not a dictatorship we damn sure ain't in a democracy but we're not in a dictatorship so it's like it's because of our passiveness that these things are even happening exactly like girl i said this on my um my youtube podcast i said this on black lounge i said um on one of my shows that the people the laws are only as good as the people allow them to be and laws can only be as good as um, the people that allow them to be governed by those laws, you know, allow themselves to be governed by those laws. So if the United States and the, the people in the U.S. don't do anything, if we literally don't push back at some point, you know what I mean, in some kind of way, I, I don't have all the answers on how, but if we don't do something, they are going to one by one, slowly but surely, make us into what they want it to be. It's like as if they're literally trying to make this country look again. Like we'll be like Handmaid's Tale. We'll be Handmaid's yes. Tale 2.0. Literally. literally. And yep. uh, yeah, we got to do something. I, I don't know what it's going to take. I have told, I have some some suggestions on it that I did put out. Like um, we need to be uh, looking at and, and uh, doing something in regards to our local governments as opposed to federal. We got to start at the local level, you know what I mean? And start putting either the proper people in there were ourselves taking those types of positions. You see what but I'm saying? But that's the thing. Most people don't vote at the, they don't vote in the smaller the, elections. They only the vote problem. at the primaries. That's and the they problem. think that the primaries mm -hmm. is what drives the, the communities and stuff. Right. It's like, no, it's the smaller elections. Smaller ones. Those are the ones where you're voting in the people that actually are there to enforce and enact and write laws into place. You exactly. put these weird people in place. Of course, they're going to propose bills and laws and things that should not be putting into our constitution. This right. is why we have women's rights being ripped. This is why we have gay rights being ripped. This is why we have contraception being introduced into the possibility of being taken away. Like what? Yeah. They're so like just having babies. And, we and can't feed these babies. And you know what? Let's not even think about the babies for a second, right? Because if they take away contraception, like even condoms and stuff like that, um, 
So everybody's just supposed to get all types of diseases and, and yep, stuff too. Diseases gonna go up. Yep. <laughs> like, are you? Are y'all? Are y'all? I mean, this is coming from people who probably ain't even having sex no more. Like, you know what I mean? Like Clarence Thomas. I know ain't nobody sucking that nigga. Dick. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> Somebody might be. <laughs> My honey. Listen. He married. He got a wife. So and I think it's no interesting. <laughs> I think it's interesting because he's married to a white woman. And I'm like, well, uh -huh. while Clarence, while you up here introducing all these new things into place, you better quit playing before they start looking at interracial marriages. Okay, because that's what they about to do. Because then you ain't going to be able to be married to your wife. Your wife's mm -hmm. going to be your owner while you're playing. Yeah, because they already taken away. They already trying to take away the gay gay marriage. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, come on, like once you start messing with that stuff, it becomes dangerous because dangerous. then they can start. Yeah, that's when this type of stuff can happen. And it's like, I'm just not with it. I just think that I don't know. It's what do you think is going to be like the long term outcome of this? I think long term we're going to end up living out of space. <laughs> for real <laughs> I'm dead ass we gonna be I living think, out of space I didn't even think of that But for real I say with our kids kid, well I won't even say your kids cause your kids are a little bit older than my kids right. so I'll say like your kids grandkids and my kids kids grandkids they mm -hmm. gonna be the ones projecting us into space Space. We. I'm telling you, they gonna be like, uh, uh. People gonna be like, I can't deal down here on Earth. We <laughs> gonna be living for real. I guarantee you, we gonna be over there like, um, Star Trek and stuff. We gonna have our little spaceships and stuff. We gonna be uh -huh. talking to the other people in the galaxy. Watch, well, Elon Musk already doing the he hyper. Already doing it. And yes. who's the other guy who bought a planet? Didn't some other guy? Wasn't it Young Thug who bought a planet? Wait, not Young Thug <laughs> that bought a planet. Well, you know, Akon, he just scammed everybody in Africa into the new Wakanda, but he over there you trying know. to do some next level stuff. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, would they you all move got there? The would right you move into his Wakanda neighborhood? Would you I don't know. I heard he was scamming allegedly. Hashtag allegedly. We don't do scammers. We don't do scammers. Scammers, cards declining, hashtag cards declined. Cards declining, scammers, no. They did say Akon was scamming, but I don't know. But I will say, I do like the idea of Black people creating their own spaces and their own communities because I feel like Black people, we're just Black and Brown. Like, we're all just so talented and we all are just so diverse within our talents and what we can contribute. And it's like, well, we the ones with the real talent. Mm -hmm. Why are we asking these people for our approval for their approval when they have to don't they don't even got the talent that we have and don't as a matter of fact they most don't. things invented in the world were invented by, by black and brown people, people. yeah yes, yes ma'am most things so it's like listen that's why they banning abortion because it's all the white women no mm -hmm. offense and that's not alleged that is statistically proven that most white women are the ones having abortions for whatever reason and they have the harder time with conceiving yes so of course they want to ban some they like y'all niggas can't conceive and y'all uh have an abortion <laughs> right, right, right. what are you guys doing banned 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 <laughs> like we need these babies and you know they done lost a lot with COVID, so you know they trying to get exactly. Them back up. Yeah. But it's just like it's just it's a hot mess. It's all a it hot really mess. is. I think you know what I think is going to be the outcome. Be honest, I really do think, and I've seen it spiritually. Um, I really do think there's going to be this isn't going to last past fifty years. I don't think 
the new, the, either the generation that's here now or the new generation coming up is not going to tolerate that shit. They're just not going to do it. Like, it, I mean, Clarence Thomas will be dead, but, you know, there'll be other people in there trying to God willing, do this shit. And they not have, girl, if he's still alive, he could be like, 100, <laughs> I was trying to slide it in. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. If he's that still alive cool. by then, I'll be like, well, damn it, you let that nigga live. Like, like let his ass live. Shit. No, but, I just, I can't believe that a black person would want to, I don't know, just for him I'm to a- even want to restrict anybody's anything, considering that we come from a history of being restricted. Clarence Thomas, what are you doing, sir? Like he has always been like that. He's, he's like the epitome of Candace Owens. He Can't literally is. He's, he don't even think he's a black man. <laughs> I don't nah, know. Why. He don't think he's a black man. What do he think he is? I, I think he thinks he's brown. Okay. <laughs> well, what is that? It's no better. Shoot. Not in their no, eyes. Not, it's like, no better. We all the same to them. Girl. But you One know how brown, two some brown. Us, three brown, four. We all the same. Word. But you know how there's some of us, though, who really don't think. That or they they don't look at themselves long enough, you know, or they hate themselves that much that no, they really true. try to put themselves in the light of a white person, you know, or a white supremacist, which is sad, you know, because it's self hatred and it comes from self loathing, you know, and um, and, th- and that's that's a shame. I absolutely love my melanated skin, you know, um, and I wouldn't have it any other way, and. Um, it's not that I have a problem with if I was light skin or something, but I love my melanated skin, you know? And uh, I think more people were, people like him should be more like that, you know, and really care that. Well, uh, he did grow up in a different era than us too. So maybe just, did. maybe he's just a little, I don't know, but I'm going to need him to do better because he has kids and grandkids. Well, I don't know. Don't give me the line. He does. But my, my parents, he's not that much older than them. You see what I'm saying? So, Neither right. one of them have that self-loathing hate for themselves. You know what I'm saying? But right. I can see where people from that era would. But nah. But nah, this ain't I, that. I right. His age. You see what I'm saying? Because um, first of all, many things have taken place since then, but it's not terribly far-fetched from that era. You see what I'm saying? It's just it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, because sadly, people really do still hate themselves. From that area, and I notice it more down south. Um, the further south you go, um, and the older oh, yeah, you are, absolutely, because they, they have know a different... nothing but self hate and self loathing right. and abuse, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's all they know down there. And it's not everybody; it's just like some older people have that have that mindset. So it is what it is, though. Well, girl, look. no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say. Well, I figured we should talk about for sure the whole Emmett Till thing, like the whole them finding the warrant in the basement of the courthouse in Mississippi. Yes. From the Emmett Till case. Yeah, I agree. Um, First of all, it has been almost 70 years. Mm -hmm. And for them to have found this arrest warrant now in the basement of the courthouse, I I got a few questions around that. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, like, did somebody, that's because the courthouse basement has got to be a big place. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's got to be a huge place. You didn't just come across that. 
somebody had to have been either looking for it because somebody told them where it is or somebody knew where it was and they went and got it. You see what I'm saying? Because it, it's, it doesn't make sense, you know, that they would just miraculously find well, and that was the thing. That was the basement. thing. There was an actual team that was searching. So they said that there was an actual team that was searching the basement of that courthouse for the evidence about the lynching of Emmett Till. And they said that when they were searching for it, they were looking through all the stuff. That's when they found the unserved warrant where it charged that lady for the 1955 kidnapping. You know? Uh, she's if, with her still being alive. I honestly think she needs to be brought to justice. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. The way that Emmett passed away, it was and it, it, like you said, it, it just still brings chills to everybody. You know what I'm saying? The we still are talking about this 70 years later, okay? And what would he be now? Uh, probably older than my parents. You know? Well, if she was 21 and he was 14 right. and she's 80, I'm assuming he would be like in his 70s. Right. So it says like this is what they said. They said that the search was started by Emmett Till Legacy Foundation and it included two family members, which was his cousin, Deborah Watts, and a, who was the head of the foundation and her daughter, Terry Watts. They want authorities to use the warrant to arrest Donahue who at the time of the slaying was married to one of the two white men who tried and was acquitted just weeks after Till was abducted from the relative's home, killed and dumped into a river. So they're saying that she needs to be, you know, charged because apparently in August of 1955, she accused Till, who was 15, or he was 14 at the time, of making improper advances at a family store in Money, Mississippi. Um, a cousin that was there said that he whistled at the woman um, he ended up fly, you know, fleeing the scene or whatever. She ended up coming forward later, like you had said, in 2007. She did an interview and she said that that was a lie. It wasn't true. That was just a narrative that she gave. But since her husband is dead and since the guy who helped do the killing is dead, she should have to suffer. Lock the grandkids up. That's how I feel. I, I agree because I'm like, wait a minute. They wouldn't have even committed the crime if it wasn't for her. You see what I'm saying? Like, even though they will she, never be yeah. held accountable on earth at least for that she is still here and if it wasn't for her lying in the first place none of this would have ever happened and it would still be at least he would have lived past that day you see what i'm saying like he would still be here yep. it's possible he could still be here it's possible yep. he would have been the person that finds the cure for cancer it's possible he would have been you know yep. what i mean so and she Why? said he like, did not whistle at her or none of that. So I girl, said they should serve the warrant and she should be hell if they can lock Cosby up and if they can lock um R. Kelly up, then they can lock her up. And speaking of that, right, there was this guy who was um who was like one of the head guards at one of the Nazi concentration camps. He's like 90 or a hundred some years old. And do you yep. know that they just put brought him to justice? He's alive. Yep. I but they that, brought his yeah, ass he real to old. Exactly. So if they can bring his ass to justice for that, they can bring her ass to justice for yep. this. Period. Yep. And I don't want to hear nothing outside of that if they can do that. Even though that was in another country, but still. But you know they'll try. 
yeah. the hit with the whole statue of limitations and oh she ain't gonna remember and mm-hmm. so but I'm I do find talk- it interesting that huh no go ahead I was gonna say I do find it interesting that this is all on the um, one year anniversary of Bill Cosby being free mm. and he said he talked about that um, yeah he's free for he's been free for one year how good it looks on him right. Yeah, he gave a speech. He said, after two years and 10 months of fighting for my life and the truth, one year of freedom, home with my family, sure looks good on me. At least that's what my wife says. Mind you, at least 60 women accused Cosby of sexual abuse of some kind. There's a 64-year-old woman named Judith Huth who is suing him for forcing her into a sexual act at the Playboy Mansion in 1975. She was 16. And everyone's been saying, like, but what was she doing there? And she shouldn't have been there. Her little ass self. And she's hot in the tail. And I'm like, well, how do you victim shame her? Like, she was 16. Like, she wasn't fast. Her parents had her in places where she shouldn't have been. But you can't blame her. And even if she was there being fast in the tail, that doesn't give someone the right to sexually assault her. Exactly. That's the rape culture for you in our country. You know what I mean? People Period. think that in the black community. Yeah. People think it's absolutely, you know, the victim's fault. Like they will find fault with the victim every single time, no matter what. Every it's time. So Little girl, 16 and, years old. Tell us it's her fault. She was a hoe. Like what? And I honestly really think it's the psychology of Americans. Like the way we have always been like um, the way we've always been brainwashed and taught everything. We just believe certain things. We even believe that certain lifestyles um, have to be a certain way. Like, for instance, if somebody, and this, I was talking about this a little earlier on my podcast. If um, if somebody goes to prison for a crime, we are supposed to treat them like an animal. We have to take every single right, every single thing away from them, including anything that would give them any comfort whatsoever, right? That's what we believe. In America, right, that makes right. sense. But in other countries and in other prisons, they don't do that. They actually rehabilitate that person. They don't have them caged up like an animal 24 hours a day. They have them in real programs. They have them in decent housing. You see what I'm saying? And, and stuff like that, where they don't feel caged and they don't feel the need to be more violent or feel the need to act out upon that violence. You see what I'm saying? Like, America is a very violent place and um, and the environment here calls for, you know, people to fight. It's like fight or flight out here. You know, everybody's got to protect themselves and have. Well, Brittany Griner still in jail out in Russia over some daggone weed, a weed pen. They got her locked up and it's been a year. They just extended it another six months. It's going to be a year when she get out of prison. That's crazy. Possibly. And they got her over there. That's so it's crazy. like, I feel like it's just the government just shady. Yep. That's literally what it is. Like, they do what they want to do. And then our prison systems is just another story. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to tell you something that I just found out about. Um, Travis Barker, you, I don't know if you remember him, mm-hmm. but he's the drummer for uh, the rock band Blink-182 and also the husband of Kourtney Kardashian. That's your favorite, favorite people. people. <laughs> Uh, he, he has been hospitalized for uh, they're pancreatic, right? No, they're saying it's an undisclosed medical issue. Oh my god! Um, and you know that she rushed to the hospital with him. But 
I just wanted to bring up that, you know, even though he's not a black man, but I just wanted to bring up that the Kardashians men always end up in some mysterious um, uh, medical condition or they crazy, they go crazy. Uh, they like stuff just always happening with the Kardashians, like whoever they're dating, like what's going on? What's happening right now? <laughs> you know what? Stop hating, first of all, on my Kardashians. <laughs> I know that's your girls, but um, so they like said his pancreas, his pancreas is inflamed due to a recent colonoscopy. Poor oh, guy. That's a shame. Did you see where his little co-buddy, Machine Gun Kelly, decided to break his face open in the middle of a concert? Because, no. you know, Megan Fox, she's engaged to him, and he was on stage, girl, and bust his whole face wide open. I was like, see, that's the drugs. Because yeah. what are you doing, sir? Well, you know, he literally just bust his here. face open with the mic, girl, like... It just bleeding all over the stage, COVID. I was like, you know what? Ew, girl, ew. You got to be high <laughs> out your mind, though, to just bust your face wide open with a mic. <laughs> word, word. I was like, oh, my goodness. That is nasty, though, just to be bleeding all over the place like that. All over the stage, and they all in the fans just over there lapping it up, loving it, waiting for the blood to drop on them. Sick. <laughs> they probably was drunk, probably fucked up, too. <laughs> true, true. I mean, because it's no different than how they were with the one guy, the um, the Kylie sister. What's her name? Uh, what's the boy's name? Travis Scott. Oh, so yeah. all them people died at his concert. Yeah. The, was... Um, what was that called? Um, Astro World. Yeah, Astro World. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Girl, I was um, I was really saddened the other day when I heard about these immigrants. They had found like forty six immigrants in a truck. And some of them were kids. Some of them were adults, you know. Where was this at? Uh, this was in Texas. So it was, um, it was a Texas truck with 46 immigrants, dead immigrants inside. And they claimed um, that this was cloned. But there's like a whole bunch of questions going oh, like on around this right the now. like they the border? Yeah. Like coming into Texas? Yeah. And they were sitting there. But the people had died of like heat exhaustion. There was a refrigeration in the in the truck, but it wasn't working. And um, they had died from like heat exhaustion. Oh, they said shit. you can touch them and you can feel the heat like radiating off their bodies. That's how hot they were. Like there has got to be a better way for people to be able to either we have got to help or we got to do something. This 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 is the, like the second time that we've heard about this, and I'm pretty sure multiple things have actually happened between this time but from now until like i believe it was 2017 uh, or 2019 there was a walmart truck that was found like that and it was in texas and there were multiple people inside and they were dying and all kinds of stuff and now you hear about this again right first of all i want to know why the mexican people think america is a better place to live that's the one thing i would like first of all don't just come for america <laughs> <laughs> don't like, just come to the, the like, United of the I'm American ready to take this money and move there. I don't know what, why, why do y'all want to come here? What, what do they think that? And you know what? I'm not going to take that from them because America does promise immigrants a lot. You know what I mean? Like they will promise you a lot. They'll actually give grants and stuff to people for just coming to our country. 
um, depending on how you got, um, you know, depending on what happened in your in your previous country, you might get granted like all types of money and all types of funding and stuff for you to open up businesses and all kinds of stuff. This happens all the time. So meanwhile, we can't get. Meanwhile, we can't get a loan to save our life. We can't get, you know what I'm saying? And various things, there's there's stuff that Americans have the hardest time doing, whereas you can come from another country and they're literally handing you the American dream, handing it over to you with, on a silver platter. So I think that concept is what comes to mind when people come over the border. I think they think like, okay, if I can just get to America, you know, um, things will be um, things will be better than what it was further south. And, it, and, and that might be true, you know, because some people actually come through like Central America. They're not always coming from Mexico. They might be coming from Belize or coming from somewhere yep. else. And then they're coming through, you know, up to here. They're coming from, you know, somewhere down there and they're coming up here and they come through Mexico to get here. Um, I can't imagine what they were escaping. You see what I'm saying? Like, we don't really know. We think we got it hard, but I'm pretty sure they have it harder. You know what I mean? Before I the- have a friend that fled from um, uh, Cuba, and she's, you know, what they call wet foot, dry foot. Mm-hmm. She was literally her, it was like her, her mother, her grandmother, and a couple other relatives. They, like, fled from Cuba, and it came up, you know, through Miami, right onto the Miami shore, you know, Literally, she's like, you know, we're rushing to get to the land because all we need to do is get our feet on land. Like, we just need one foot on the sand and, you know, we can, you know, seek refuge here. And it's crazy because, like, I remember, like, she was telling us the story. We actually would help her study for her citizenship test. She ended up getting her citizenship and she now translates for the citizenship test. But. Yeah, it was like, it was really, really cool. It was interesting to see like what all people go through to even become a citizen. Like, honestly, if I had to take that test, I would have failed. Like, girl, she literally <laughs> knew like things that I, like we were asking her the questions and she was just piping them out and she was asking me and I'm like, this is probably something I probably learned in the fifth grade, but I don't right. remember. I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. But she knew, you know, and it's just crazy what people will go through to come here. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate that it has to be the way that it is, especially with the policies that Trump ended up putting into place. But at the same time, it's also kind of messed up because it's like you said, we live here and we can't get nothing for real. Yeah, we, we can't. We're not afforded, especially black people. We're not afforded the same, um, you know, things that people come from other countries and can just literally be handed. Um, we, we have to go through all this stuff. Um, to have the bare minimum, you know, and, and I think it should be the opposite where, you know, the American people actually can, um, you know, we, we can take advantage of the things that we have in our country. Uh, you know, if there's, if these grants and stuff are available for people who come here, those grants should be available for people who actually already live here. You know what I mean? And it shouldn't be difficult for us to find them. Um, it shouldn't be difficult for us to, to get along. But at the same time, I, I'm grateful that, um, or I'll say it like this. I, I'm grateful that the United States at least allows, or at least for now, is doing its best to allow people to come in. You know what I mean? And and to understand that there really is a problem. Clearly, there is a problem. 
if if people are fleeing uh, to this level, you know what I mean? And they're still doing it. They're still taking that risk. Um, even though they know people have died, people have not always made it, you know? Um, but they're still taking the risk and they feel like it's necessary. So, I don't know. No, I mean, that's true though. But at the same time, it's like, what can we really do when America can't even house all of its people, let alone feed the babies? The world's right. just a messed up place. It is. It really is. And, and that's why we go into the places, void. Girl, girl. Speaking of messed up places, right? R. Kelly, your boy, R. Kelly, will be sitting in a messed up place for 30 freaking years, okay? He got 30 years. He was sentenced today in Brooklyn, guys, to 30 years in prison for his crimes, okay? Now, Jusane Maxwell, as you guys know, uh, has been sentenced to 20 years, which, you know, there's a lot of uproar right now about this because people are saying, well, she got 20, he got 30. Why did he... What was the difference? I do think there was a little bit of a difference, um, but I'm gonna hear from you and then then I'll get into that. I, yeah, I do. I agree. I think the difference was that she was recruiting for someone else, and she was not the actual mastermind and the head of the operation. And her charges were different than R. Kelly's. R. Kelly was the actual person that was committing. Not only was he trafficking, not only was he kidnapping, not only was he withholding, he was also having sex with minors. He ended up marrying a minor. Like his situation was so much more, not that it was, not that the pain and what happened was any less or any greater because no sin is greater than the other. But it was just a totally different situation. It was right. just, she was a puppet, whereas he was the actual mastermind. Right. And, and you know, you got to think about it. I mean, it's a 10-year difference between the two. They're both going to be pretty elderly by the time they get out. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't... Well, I, I think it. Giselle's going to end up God willing. I don't believe she's going to be surviving much longer. I do. I would be very shocked if she does not suffer the same fate as Epstein. Epstein. Yeah. Girl, I was about to say that too. I, I'm really interested in seeing what happens to her now because um, there's, she's still got a lot of names she could name. Exactly. She knows the whole damn operation. Yeah. And they already was all on that weird stuff talking about some because she was talking about how they're monitoring her even when she's showering and stuff and how she wanted to um, be removed from where she was because of the the way that they were monitoring her because of what happened to Epstein. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's only a matter of time before she suffers the same fate. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, And I hate to say this like this, guys, but R. Kelly might be facing the same thing. And the reason is because he already talked openly about blasting niggas' names, putting people's names on blast. He already has openly talked about that and said, well, if I'm going down, all of y'all going down. And I can imagine who all of y'all are. Like, who are they? You know? Um, Because he's about to start talking. He got 30 years. He got literally 30 freaking years. Yeah, at this point, it's like, what's the point? And he's not getting out for good behavior. He's not getting out. They're not giving, they're not getting, they're not letting that man out until he's 80-something years old. He's 55 now. So he's going to be in there until he's at least 85. You think he's not going to spend the next 30 years dropping a name every day? 
Listen, like, he about to do the ultimate tell-all. We got to get him on the podcast. We got to get R. Kelly on the podcast. He R. Got Kelly, to come talk to us. We'll let you tell your own side. We promise. We Yo, I want to hear. I want to, because I bet you he got names. I bet you he got all kinds of names. And that's why they putting these people in there for as long as they are, trying to put them away, trying to keep them quiet. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's not going to last very long uh, unless they, unless he meets the same fate. You know what? We should try to see if we could, um, get on his visitors list. Okay. And we should, we, can, we should uh, see if he yeah. takes us. We should try to get on the visitors list and see if he takes and then, us. And then we'll go ahead and interview his ass. We could try. I think he'll do it. We'll put some money on his books. <laughs> he broke right now. He, he, needs right. Some, he needs some ramen, girl. You right, you right, you right. I might he put drop a bag on the Kelly. You could drop a bag on that nigga books. Sure can. Just for the interview. Just for the interview. But you think he won't be willing to tell us all type of shit? But I don't know if I want to know. Like for real, I don't know if I want to be the one to, to break that shit. Like the I might, do. Like, I want to tell all the tea. What you did, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Who was there? What? Everybody. 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 Who was everybody? Mm. He starts dropping all type of names. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, I know he was. He was about to tell all the tea. And that's why, even with Giselle, because that's even like what Peter Nygaard, they start to crack down all these guys, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's because the victims getting bold. Right it's because the victims starting exactly. to say they don't care, and the victims are speaking out. Exactly. And now and they the, scared. And the culture of rape and stuff is changing in this country. As long as we are keep we keep talking about this, keep opening up. The more people come out, the more Me Too quote unquote stuff comes out, and everything else comes. At, we, the rape culture is we're we're ending that. We're not going to keep having this. You yeah, know? people not with the shit. It's like, not you're not about this. to just be doing shit to us and thinking that we just break the culture of silence. Period. Facts. That part. <laughs> period. Period. But, yeah. Well, this was an excellent, excellent show, guys. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Nope. That was it. We thank yeah. you guys for t- 